Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? How many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. As a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loved someone on that list. No more lists. No more. Who they might have been. No more. If we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now. Right now. You! Demand it! Enough. 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 What is going on, everybody? He is I. I'm him. It's your main man, Chi. This is another episode of So In The Meantime. As you can see, this is not like the usual. You know, normally you see me, I have a guest or two with me. But I'm back to my solo dolo. Back with my setting, my nice ambiance setting with the purple. You know it's a solo when you see the purple. Just letting y'all know that right now. But um, before I get into this, before I get into this episode, uh, my thoughts and prayers goes out to this city again with the tragedy that happened. Um, also to the state of Texas with the tragedy that happened there this week. And back going back to the city, I'm going to talk about the situation in Texas, but going back to the city um, today, you know, I'm recording this Friday, the 27th. And my childhood neighborhood lost, uh, lost someone, you know, and, and the barbershop that I go to lost a very pivotal, very crucial person to that family. So my thoughts and prayers goes out to the Signature Cut family, um, Nightlife, Tommy. You know, you grew up, I grew up with you. Like you, you was kind of like another big brother to me. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss of words right now for, for that, you know, so I just, we need to wrap that family, the Signature Cup family, his family, wrapped in prayer, um, keep the city wrapped in prayer because we're still trying to recover from what happened a couple weeks ago and now we have another situation, you know, that just happened Tuesday, you know, this past Tuesday with another mass shooting. Um, this time, you know, this time it is it's in a school. 
elementary school. And what, 18, 19 people died? And these are kids that are no older than 10? It's kind of crazy because we were, um, me and the guy behind the camera, you know, my guy Chuck, we were... We were at an elementary, we were at two elementary schools uh, the next day. And I don't know, Chuck, maybe you can speak on it too. The first one, I I wasn't as taken back emotionally, like fighting back tears with the first school. But the second one, I definitely found myself like having to kind of like step away for a minute because it was just like seeing just those kids and their excitement. Maybe it is because of the the school, you know. Not say that the other one wasn't as exciting, but it was something about that school, the second one, that just really hit home. Like from the minute we walked in there, it was this warm feeling like met the principal which I didn't know he was principal when we first met him but just his his just welcoming you know us us in the building and then just him talking about him growing up over there and his passion for just being there you know he was always he was saying like I'm I'm there like he wants to make sure that he wraps everybody around and shows them that he cares and he's there for them. And just seeing those little kids, you know, running around just happy and full of joy and life and just to know that less than 24 hours ago, life was taken from kids that will never see anything again you know and then to hear that you know the one one of the one of the like one of the fathers died due to you know a heart attack because of his you know wife being involved and dying at the hands of this mass shooting and people saying like he died of a broken heart and and i it i believe that you know then there's the it's always the controversy now when it comes to school shootings with uh, gun control laws and things like that. And if anybody remembers Sandy Hook, Parkland, you know, those shootings, we, and I know me personally, I personally remember doing a video because there were certain people that was in my Facebook world and and this goes into a deeper conversation I'm going to get into about how like just social media whenever tragedy like this happens we we have to I'll talk about what I do when it comes to when tragedy happens but this guy that I was you know once considered to be a close friend of mine showed his his true colors during this time and he was very much like pro gun, you know, 
was very much like you you're not going to take my rights to bear arms and it was never it's never a problem with you having the right to bear arms it's just the like having stricter regulation in getting guns there's no reason why an 18 year old or anybody should have the guns that they have like the AR15s and things like that because we know that those are made for one reason and one reason only you know and that's to kill. So I'm not going to go on the whole speech about better gun control, better this, better that, because unfortunately nothing's going to happen. You know, this country is a country that is divided and I feel like it's going to continue to be divided. I see that there's no end to this because the people in control want that, just that. They want to keep that control. They don't want to give up that power. We're the only country that has triple-digit mass shootings. The only country, you know, and something needs to change. Is it? I don't see that happening, unfortunately. You know, and being here, you know, I'm in a space where I'm, what, a hop, skip, jump away from the tops, you know? And in the last episode, you know, we I talked about literally right there. And I remember coming here a couple of days ago and just feeling this, I don't know, it's something that didn't feel right in my spirit about it. You know, I'm not really going to dive into all that because I feel though as if it's, it's just something that, like, I've talked to my inner circle about. You know, Chuck, I've talked to you about it. I've talked to Saad about it, my mom. You know, um, I've talked to those that I feel I needed to talk to about it just to get it off my chest as far as my opinion on just the, the mood over here. So I say it all the time. I'm going to continue to say it. This country has to do better, you know. The country has to do better. And where does it start? You know, everybody talks about voting and all this stuff, and we vote for these people, and then nothing happens. So something has to change. Tired of seeing news about mass shootings and things like that. And going back to social media, whenever there's a mass shooting, I get off of social media. I log off of social media. I log off of Facebook, mainly Facebook, because Facebook then turns into everybody's a journalist now. Everybody is a reporter. Um, then we have the copycats and things like that that start circulating around. And I just feel, though, as if, like, I just need to step away from it because all it's going to do is it's going to just create this sense of paranoia. 
you know, in the world and in ourselves because that's what the media, that's what the news does. Wants to create this sense of, of fear that makes us not want to go and do certain things because we're walking around on eggshells. And I don't, I don't want to do that. So I don't watch the news as much. I may watch it once in the morning for about 15, 20 minutes. Now to turn it off. I keep it moving. I keep my day going. So that's just what I do. That's just my little advice if anybody wants to know how can they stop themselves from overthinking or thinking too much. Just watch about 15 minutes of news. Go about your day. Um, when tragedy happens like this, get off of social media for at least a couple hours. Find something else to do. Me, I'm a big Kevin Hart fan. So whenever there's something going on tragic-wise, I just go to Kevin Hart and watch a couple of his comedy specials. Um, and TikTok, as much as people want to, you know, get on TikTok and say all this, I find entertainment and joy watching TikToks. Chuck, you already know, we sit back and we... We exchange TikToks. I show you TikToks. Just that split second, you know, that 60 seconds or 90 seconds, you just keep going through them. And then they know kind of like your, what your taste is, what you like. And then it just start throwing those, that stuff in there. So I try to like as much stuff that's funny because I know that when I go through them, that's what's going to show up positivity, you know, uplifting things, things like that. So just try to, you know, that's that's my advice. You know, if you are looking for a way to escape the madness that's going on here. So, yeah, prayers, prayers to this country, prayers to everyone that was affected in, the buff, in this shooting in Buffalo, the one also in Orange County in California, and I believe it was an Asian church, um, and in Texas, you know, so to pivot to another subject matter, which is in relation to, in a sense, these mass shootings, um, there was a certain quarterback that at 1.6 years ago, uh, decided that he was going to make a difference and, and peacefully protest. It's back in the news now. You know, for those that are unaware of uh, former San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick has had a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders um, this past week. And according to, you know, what I've read, it was a, it was, a good workout, but now everybody is speculating going, is the Raiders going to sign him? Um, I know Josh McDaniels came out yesterday and basically said, hey, Derek Carr is our quarterback. Um, 
And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk about players that's not on the team, which is, you know, you know Josh McDaniels. He's a part of the Patriot way, the Patriot tree. He's part of the Belichick tree. So you already know that he's kind of much like going to keep it close mouth. But the reason I'm bringing up Colin Kaepernick and his tryout is because there's one person in particular who just seems to have this gripe against Cap. And that is one Stephen A. Smith. Now, if you've been following this podcast, if you've been following me, I've been talking about me addressing Stephen A. Smith. I was a fan of Stephen A. from his days as the beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, being a sports reporter for covering the Philadelphia 76ers when Allen Iverson was at his peak prime. Um, Then transitioning him going to ESPN and being a fan of his work in ESPN with quite frankly, and then being, uh, being a regular on first take to then becoming the co-host of first take with Skip Bayless. And I remember when Skip left and it became Stephen A. show. And Stephen A. has moved up in the ranks and now is one of the faces of ESPN. But I feel though as if he gained, in a sense, it goes to that famous quote, when you gain the world, but you lose kind of like you lose your soul in return. And I feel though as if that's what happened with Stephen A. Smith. I follow Stephen A. Smith so I can... I've noticed the change in his demeanor and his approach and how he does certain things. And and it all stems to me from, and me and my brother had this conversation on his podcast. And I even talked about it on the old pod that I was on where I feel those, if the shift with Stephen A came about after the Ray Rice situation, Ray Rice had his domestic uh, abuse, arrest, and that whole controversy. And when Ray and when Stephen A and them were talking about the situation, Stephen A brought up a, a situation where he was like, "Well, everybody's blaming Ray. Everybody's saying it's Ray Rice's fault, this and the third. And he was like, "But what if she did something that promote that provoked him to strike her?" And that caused an uproar. And at the time, ESPN's darling, um, Michelle Beadle, came out and spoke out against Stephen A. Smith and, and his uh, approach on it. And Stephen A. had to issue an apology. He was suspended. And I think at that moment, at that pivotal moment, that's where he there was a shift in the character that Stephen A. Smith. Um, for those that don't know his track record, he was fired from ESPN, I think, three times in the past. So I think that with this time, they kind of told him, like, yo, 
chill. Like you, we, we got to kind of put a muzzle on you. And then when Cap started doing his protesting and things like that, and he was very like with Cap, and then and then when Cap, you know, got whiteboard because I don't want to call it blackboard. Shout out to Unc Chin Sharp for enlightening that because he feels as if when you use the term blackball, that's not really what it is. It's more of a white ball because of the people that pushed him out. So obviously we all know the Cap story. But when Cap got his workout for the NFL, when the NFL was opening this opportunity for him to work out in front of, I think it was 23 different NFL teams in Atlanta. Cap agreed to it. And Stephen A and ESPN was very much like pushing it. Like, yeah, you know, this is, this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. Cap was like, you know what? I don't trust them. I don't trust the situation. I'm going to do it my way, my terms, my area. Y'all can still come out if y'all want to. If not, oh well, so be it. But Stephen A took real offense to this. And I was sitting there just, why is Stephen A so angry about what Cap was doing? I understand, you know, we are cheering for, for, for Cap on the sidelines. We want to see Cap win. We want to see Cap back in the NFL. But why is Stephen A so pissed off? It wasn't until Stephen A dropped this, and I'm a, this, this clip I was about to play right now, dropped this, and it made sense. This is why Stephen A got that angry. Why is Stephen A on the air so pissed off? Because when I was in the process of generating $4 million in scholarships for underprivileged kids at historically black colleges and universities, where I had that event at the University of Delaware State that Magic Johnson and Troy Vincent and them showed up to. Mm -hmm. Right, we raised $4 million in scholarships. 470 plus kids got scholarships because of that one day event, right? While I'm promoting that, I go to a radio station to do an interview. I've never seen Colin Kaepernick's lady in my life. I've never spoken to her or anything like that. She has somebody come out there, they're incredibly respectful and classy. They tell me what their dismay is over. They felt like I got a few things wrong. I firmly disagree with that, but that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. I sit up there, I look her dead in the face, and I said, okay, here's my number. This is my number. I promise you from this day forward, I will never utter a word about you or Colin Kaepernick that you don't put right there on my phone. I will read from the damn thing if I have to. You never have to worry about that again. You have my word. We cool. She doesn't stop there. What she says is, Colin Kaepernick deserves this. He took the, made this sacrifice for us. He deserves the opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. Will you help us? Fine. So who's behind the scenes? It wasn't just Jay-Z and a host of other people. It was also me mm -hmm. and a slew of other reporters who will remain nameless that were behind the scenes trying to get this guy the workout. He took it personal. Stephen A. took this situation with Cat Personal. You just heard him say it. He was he was behind the scenes working, so he feels as if because he was behind the scenes working with the NFL, doing all this sound in the third, that it caused, it made him look bad in a sense. But it wasn't, you know. 
And ever since then, Stephen A has made it as issue to attack Kaepernick, in my opinion. When we heard about Cap getting in a tryout with the Raiders, he went on first take and started to attack Cap. He's been out for five and a half, six years. How is it that he can just come off the streets and get this workout in, like get this tryout? But this is what we've been wanting. And then he was talking about how Cap was not the best his last time we seen him in the NFL. But he tends to not mention that Cap was injured. Cap was coming off an injury. He wasn't 100%. But you're continuously, you're not glossing, you're not putting that in the forefront. Stephen A is basically just saying how he was just god-awful. How uh, Blake Gabbard had a better, he started over Cap. People forget that Cap was injured. That's why it happened. And then this goes into like his, you know, when, when Stephen A gets upset about things, he makes it personal. We, you know, his his situation with Kyrie Irving, it was personal. I feel though as if he took his personal opinion because he's a Knicks fan and originally KD was supposed to go to New York. He was supposed to go to the Knicks, and Kyrie kind of said, no, nah, let's do this in Brooklyn. And he got upset about it. He let his personal feelings get involved in reporting the news. And that's the one of my biggest issues with him. You know, he I feel those if and a lot of people feel this way. If he happens to see this, he's gonna probably feel the way. But when T.O. said what he said about Max being invited to the barbecue. And Max being blacker than him, he took offense to it. He took high offense to it. But my opinion and my position in that situation is, is if you know who you are and you're true to who you are, if someone says that this person is more black than you, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter because if you know that you are tried and true and you know who you are and you stand in your morals and principles, none of that shit should matter. But it bothers Stephen A. Personally, me, I want to see Cap in the NFL. I feel those if there's one team that would do it, it would be the Raiders, just off the fact of, you know, God rest his soul. Um, the great Al Davis, he was one of those owners that basically went against the NFL, went against the grain, basically anything the NFL wanted or black or prevented him from doing, Al Davis was like, I'm going to do it. I'm a hire a black coach. I'm a hire. I'm a draft the first black quarterback. I'm going to do all this stuff in spite of the NFL. And I feel like his son is kind of doing the same thing. Find it to be very ironic that, you know, Spike Lee is doing this documentary on Cap. And during the filming of this, that's when Cap got the phone call that he was going to, you know, fly out to Vegas to get a, a workout in. I hope he does get signed. I hope if he does get signed, I hope he has a, a pivotal role, a very important role with the team. Um, I know they said that David Carr's, Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback, but you know, I would love to see him have some type of significance in 
the the plays if he is getting assigned to the Raiders. And I would just love to see if that is true and then then Cap is successful. I would just love to see Stephen A try to backpedal himself out of this hole that he dug himself into. Cause in my opinion, man, Stephen A fell off. He 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 fell from the grace of being one of the most powerful voices for the black community in the media world. Like he still has a voice, but in my opinion, it has dwindled and become very much dried out. You know, a lot of people have lost a lot of respect for Stephen A because of some of his approach, how he attacks people, how he, you know, just the way he is. You know, I, I used to be a big fan of uh, First Take. Now it's all about Undisputed for me. You know, everybody knows that. So before I wrap this quick take up, I do want to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that's with social media. Guys, we need to stop this. Why in the world are we criticizing a teenager? For those that are unaware, this photo right here is of Bronny James, LeBron's oldest son, and his date for prom. And so many people were attacking him because, as you see, his date is white. People. In order for us as a country to grow, to do whatever we need to do to erase, to stop this racism, to stop this uh, attack, we have to accept that this is what we are, this is our reality. You are going to see interracial relationships. And this is a kid going to his prom. Why is I'm seeing adults bashing and attacking an 18-year-old? Not even, I don't even think Bronny's 18 yet. 17. Why are we doing this? It makes no sense to me. But when there's a black woman and I'm going there, when there's a black woman who is dating a white man, she's praised. There's the get your swirl girl. Get your Get your white king. Get this, this, that. But when the energy or when you see a black man with a white woman, they're attacked. Like, no pun intended, I have a werewolf shirt on. Like wolves, you know? Like... The wolves come out and just show no mercy. 
and like to destroy. Y'all do realize that within the next study shows that this country in the next 20 years, not less, this country is not going to, this country is going to be like melon. Like it's not, it's going to be a melting pot of so much color. So this goes into the whole replacement theory that those people love to express, which is what probably, I can't say probably, but that's one of the leading causes of the shooting that happened here in Buffalo. And it's a continuing push that continues to go out there where it's this idea that people are in fear. But it's going to happen. You can't control the facts. You can't control science. You can't control what is destined to happen. And like I said, he's a fucking kid. He's a kid. Like, we really going to sit there and criticize and, and, and attack him for going on a prom date? Like, seriously, it's just, oh, tired, tired of this shit. We got to do better, just in the whole, we have to do better. We have to do better. So, with all that being said, um, this has been So In Meantime, yours truly, Main Man Chi. Uh, I will be dropping more content. More content will be coming its way. Uh, I do have some things in mind that is going to not just be podcast-based, but it's going to be other things. I'm going to introduce y'all to uh, – we haven't found a name for him yet. You know, uh, if, you, if you follow Key and Peel, you know about Luther – uh, it's been brought to my attention that I have a Luther. <laughs> I have a Luther. Because if y'all know me, y'all know I'm I'm very chill, laid back, humble. <laughs> but I do indeed have a Luther. And... <laughs> <laughs> so that being said be on the lookout for things like that coming this way um i probably will have a guest on the next episode uh because there's gonna be other things that i want to talk about um that i need another perspective on so till then be safe please be safe out here uh don't live in fear you know there's one thing that i want to just tell everybody is, is not to live in that fear of being afraid to step outside you know that's what they want they want to keep us locked in and 
afraid to enjoy life and, and have fun. I know these are trying times and things are dark right now, but I believe that things will get better in a sense of like just us not living in that fear anymore. Um, it's going to be hard. I get it, but I have faith. I have faith in, in, in the God that I serve and that I know watches over us and everything happens for a reason. Unfortunately, even in tragedy, there's a reason behind it. So I leave y'all with that. Um, like I said, stay tuned for more content that's going to be coming your way. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is where you're watching right now. Uh, leave a comment. I have responded to comments on there, even if it's for this pay for this pod or the wrestling pod or the miscellaneous stuff I have posted. I have people of you right on there. I will respond to you guys. Um, Make sure you follow the Instagram page. So in the meantime, underscore podcast or pod, not podcast, but pod. Until then, man, I'm out. Take care. Be safe. Stay blessed.